Hello everyone, this is Mike Howell, and welcome to another episode of Anatomy of a Chef, where I chat with talented chefs who make your dining experience unforgettable. On today's episode, I chat with executive chef Jason Hotchkiss. Jason runs the kitchen, kitchen of Encontro, located in North Park here in San Diego. Encontro has 22 taps of local craft beers, and they're staffed with an educated group of folks who can give you information on all types of brewing techniques and even pairing the beers with the food that, that the guys create in the kitchen. When you walk in the door of this place, what catches your eye is this beautiful copper bar, and behind it is a copper wall as well. And it's just, it's striking. It's so pretty to, to walk in and see this stuff. And the grill is actually right there as well. So you can actually watch the chefs create the meals for the restaurant itself. And it's all open. You can talk to them if they've got a moment to breathe and talk to you about it, the food that they're making. Really interactive type of a place to hang out and enjoy the beautiful San Diego weather, which we always have down here. Along with the, uh, the copper bar, they've got Edison lights hanging from the ceiling, which gives you a kind of a cool vibe. They've got yellow accented LED lights as well. If you go on the website, uh, Encontro.com, it's E-N-C-O-N-T-R-O, you'll see some pretty awesome pictures of the interior and exterior of the, of the restaurant. It's a pretty cool place. He actually talks about how a dog saved his life when he was a young boy. He was out playing with some friends and got buried, almost buried alive. And if it wasn't for this dog, he would um, not be with us today. So you can imagine that's forged a long love affair with dogs to the fact, to the point that the restaurant is actually dog friendly. So out on the patio, you can bring your dog and order off the doggy menu if you want. Order your pet something from the kitchen if that's what you want to do. He also loves to fish here in San Diego, off the waters in San Diego, fishing for tuna and dorado, which are always a lot of fun to catch. He usually brings along a bunch of fellow cooks as well so they can really appreciate where the food that they prepare actually comes from. It's quite an experience you know, to catch it, clean it, fillet it, have some fresh sashimi or sashimi out on the boat. Doesn't get any better than that. Chef Jason was awesome to talk to. Great guy, great stories. I hope you enjoy the show as much as I did recording it. And I, I know I say that in every episode, but this is so much fun I can't see straight. So please enjoy the show as I present to you Chef Jason Hotchkiss. Chef Jason Hotchkiss, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So in Contro in North Park, San Diego, can you give us an idea... Um, when we walk into the restaurant, what are we gonna, what are we gonna feel? Give us an idea of what the ambiance is like, or what it's like, the mood is like inside the restaurant. What will we see here? Yeah. Smell that kind of stuff. Well, you'll you'll see a lot of people talking. You know, a lot of the background no, no, noises, people talking. Um, the look of the restaurant is industrial. We have Edison lighting. Um, plus, we have uh, Paul Basil, who designed the restaurant. His newest uh, lighting which is um, a yellow LED uh, that is shadowed upon wooden beams. So that's hanging from the ceiling, and then you'll see oh, our neat. copper bar. 
Um, oh, very cool. So, yeah, you'll see the grill as well as soon as you walk in, and that it's sort of a, a sit around the grill. Sort of, you know, our philosophy is is, you know, it sort of warms you up, and you know, the key to life is fire, and you know, it's it's uh, you know, you sit around the fire and watch your food being cooked in front of you. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds like a real. Very. Um, go ahead. No, very similar to a sushi bar. I mean, you get that sort of feeling as well. Um, you can watch the the cooks cook and and myself as well back there. And um, you know, we have uh, 22 taps uh, or handles of, of beer, local local breweries. So we're based on local ingredients, local local beers. Um, and uh, so you get a lot of. It, it's really a place to come. There, you know, you'll see people coming in and and uh, you know, just working on their computer and hanging out for the entire day, or you'll see people in meetings, or you'll see people just coming in for a beer, enjoying themselves. It's it's really all about enjoyment. You know, it's 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 yeah. a place where you can hang out and feel comfortable. Um, we during during the warm times, we have windows that wrap around the restaurant that we open up, so it's a really open feeling. Oh, you know, cool. you can see the yeah, you can see the people walking by and the cars driving by and uh, interaction with people and dogs and um, that's another thing that we are here is we're dog friendly. So we, oh, okay. um, yeah, we, you know, I have a dog myself and I love dogs. The dog saved my life when I was a little kid. So, um, oh, nice. my passion, yeah, my, my second passion is, is animals and, and also fishing. Um, <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we do have a, um, a pet menu and, uh, people are, are welcome to bring their pet outside. You know, we have outside seating and, and, uh, you know, they bring their pets sometimes on their walks when they get home and, and, uh, and order something off the pet menu for their pet. Um, and uh, it's sort of a fun thing. It's, it's you know, very interactive, oh, we like to say. Really cool. Um, the, the 22 taps of beer, does that rotate very often, or is it pretty, pretty standard fare if you were to come in this month and next month, it'd be about the same thing, or is there interesting stuff that rotates in and out? Uh, there's interesting stuff that rotate in and out. We have about five really core beers, um, you know, local beer. Uh, but we try to keep it uh, ever rotating so much that I can't even, you know, uh, <laughs> keep my finger on it, you know. Uh, by the time I want to go up there and try a beer, it's gone, you know. So, oh, my goodness. Um, I know, it's crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, the person that we have running our, our beer program right now, Kyle, he is super, super passionate, wonderful guy. Um, very intelligent about beer. I've learned so much from him uh, and just being in North Park um, in the last, you know, while than I have my whole life in beer. So um, wow. it's really fascinating. Yeah, you can come in and get an education on beer for sure. Um, you know, we have anywhere from Saisons to IPAs to lagers to um, – we, we try to keep a, a you know, a broad, you know, to stouts and we, we – you have a broad list. Um, right. But again, there's, there's certain things that we, we try not to take off the list like Alpine duet. You know, I mean, people come here for that and it's, it's oh. uh, a super delicious beer. Okay. Oh, very cool. So on, on the, yeah. the menu items, um, what do you recommend someone starts with on the menu? Well, you know, it's all, all what they, what they, uh, we have a huge menu, so it's, it's really what you're craving at the time. Um, we have an area which is called Go With, which um, was designed as sort of, it's like tapas, you know. Um, so we have 
you know, like grilled asparagus and egg on there. We have mini corn dogs. We have our fried chicken and coleslaw sliders. We have oh, okay. full pork sliders. Yeah, so you can you can pick pick and choose, and, and that's what a lot of people do um, is just have a couple small things. So they um, or our salads are super fresh and delicious right now. We have a warm Brussels sprout salad um, that we uh, you know we brown butter off. We throw dill in there, a um, little bit of Meyer lemon, um, butternut squash, snap peas, and then Brussels sprouts. Uh, so it's a very simple salad. We top it with goat cheese and walnuts, candied walnuts, um, but it's perfect for the winter. So, you know, that's yeah. one of our most popular salads. And then we have a kale salad that is super, super healthy for you, um, you know, that uh, can, it's vegetarian, obviously, but it can be made vegan. But our salads are also, um, you know, like we make our own sausages in-house. Um, so a lot of times people will come in and, and add sausage, you know, like an Italian sausage or a our Thai shrimp and pork sausage uh, to the mm-hmm. salads, um, mm-hmm. you know, prote- protein on top of the salad. So um, you can go anyway. Our, our, our burger is delicious. Um, you know, it's simply delicious, and, and it's built to add on about 15 ingredients if you want. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you, yeah, you can go big. We have a, um, for dinner, we have a uh, chicken and waffles, which is um, a little bit different take on chicken and waffles. We have... A, um, an old recipe uh, for fried chicken, um, very classic recipe. Um, and then we, we uh, to order, we make a waffle that we bake black forest ham and smoked cheddar in. Um, mm. so, so we put that on the plate. So it's a fried chicken uh, with a waffle with smoked bacon and, and black forest ham. And then it's, uh, we do a, a braised collard green as well on the plate melted onions, Tabasco butter, and then Vermont maple syrup. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, the the inspiration, we all have inspiration when we put dishes on menus. Um, And it was funny because uh, my mother for Christmas one year sent me, she lives in Vermont, so she sent me a gallon of of this really super delicious maple syrup. (laughs) And... And, uh, right. Yeah. And, um, so she came when I, when I moved, I just bought a house just recently. And when I moved and she came and helped me, um, she saw the gallon of maple syrup on the table (laughs) because who's going to drink it, you know, make it. So I brought it to the restaurant. Yeah. I brought it to the restaurant and that was my inspiration. Like I have to make something. So we had a fried chicken on the menu. Um, and, uh, and I always, I'm going to fried chicken waffles, you know, add some smoked cheddar. So it just built on from there. So it was, it was kind of a fun, fun thing. You know, you gain inspiration off those small things sometimes, you know. Right. I, absolutely. Happens all the time. Um, yeah. I was, I was hoping you would kind of walk us through a, a, what's a typical day for Chef Jason? What time you get there and what is your kind of mode of operation, getting your team together? Give the listeners an idea of, of how long of a day that you're you're there and what goes on when you first get yeah, there. Yeah, sure. So we can talk we can talk about this weekend. This weekend was very very busy. Um, I got here in work. I got you know arrived at work at about eight thirty in the morning. Um, and usually what I do is I you know just review the previous day um, sales and and uh, you know time cards and whatnot um, mm-hmm. and. I put on my apron and then I start working. Um, you know, the first thing I usually do in the morning is make sausage because that takes uh, some time and some, you know, 
you really have to focus. You, you can't be doing anything else at the time. I mean, it's a, it's a one, one thing job. Like you, you have to make sure everything's right in the recipe. And usually there's, you know, 15 to 20 ingredients in some of the sausages that we make. Wow. Um, and then, and then after I make the sausages, I work the station every day. So, you know, that, that, um, brings the team together, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when I work right next to them and work just as hard as they do, um, you know, I think they really understand that I'm in it and we're, it's a team. When I say it's a team, it's a team, you know, there's, we don't say I here, you know, it's we or us. Um, and then usually I work lunch service on the line. Um, and, uh, in between lunch and dinner, I do my ordering, um, Oh, okay. which is a real key part of, you know, running a restaurant is to order mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. Um, sure. So, yeah, so that's about 45 minutes of ordering um, and organizing the walk-in and making sure we have enough stuff for, for dinner service. And then I roll right into dinner um, and uh, usually don't leave until like yesterday I left at 10 o'clock. So I got in at 8.30 and left at 10 o'clock. So that was roughly a, a normal day for me. A 14-hour um, day, roughly. Yeah, fourteen-hour day. Um, yeah. okay. You know, it's it's not because anybody. It's just I love it so much. You know, um, right. when it, when it's busy, when the when you have the the vibe at the the restaurant, like there's no other place I'd rather be. So, <laughs> you know, awesome. it's it's, awesome. it's it's yeah, it's it's by choice. It's not um, not because I don't have talented uh, cooks. You know, because they they are absolutely talented. So. Right. Um, and consistency and execution, I think, is the most important thing in a restaurant. You know, you can have the most fabulous dish, but if you can't execute it right or, you know, if something's undercooked or overcooked or cold, um, it's just not not pleasing. But, uh, you know, like um, we have a lot of special things going on um, this month if you want to talk about those as well. Um, uh, um. I think we'll, we'll we'll swing back around uh, for that in just a minute because I kind of want to. Okay. I was I was kind of reading your your uh, bio when we were talking before I hit recording and um that you enjoy the fishing. Do you enjoy the offshore as well as freshwater, or is it primarily the offshore fishing? I want to kind of get an idea of what you like to do when you're not in the kitchen. What do you like? Yeah, sure. Um, so so I I do love offshore fishing. Um, mainly we target uh, tuna, yellowfin, bluefin, dorado, and yellowtail. Um, those are the main four species. Okay. You know the uh, the predator species and and um, you know it's 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 fun. You know I have my own boat. I have a 24, 25 foot um, fishing boat, and I usually take cooks out um, because once you you actually catch something and understand the meaning of life when you're a cook. Uh-huh. Uh, cooking means so much more important, you know, and that's one thing that I try to instill with my, my cooks is uh, that it was a living, breathing uh, creature at one time, so we need to give it a proper burial. So yeah, for, the, for them, it's serious, you know. So when, when we go out there um, and, uh, and, you know, they catch a, a fish and they actually have – they understand that – I mean – some of these fish are pretty big, you know, um, yeah. up to 70, 70 pound bluefin this last, uh, this last summer. And, um, nice. you know, it, it, it takes some effort to actually, uh, to bring that, you know, you're, you're a team on the boat. Uh, you all have to work together. Um, and, uh, and that fish at any time can run and, and, 
and when it does, it it uh, it takes line off your reel like, you know. Um, I mean, they're very, very, very fast. Yeah, very quickly. And uh, <laughs> you know, so then we'll we'll um, we'll fillet the fish on the boat, and then you know everybody gets some some fish. But usually we'll we'll do a little sashimi or something um, so they can understand what fresh fish is all about. You know, San Diego used to be the tuna capital of the world. Um, I'm sorry. What was you, what was the tuna capital the, of the world? San Diego. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, still, you know, not a lot of people know this, but, you know, um, during April, typically the bluefin tuna come in, um, and, uh, and make their, they migrate from Japan. Uh, some hang out, some go north. Um, but we're lucky to have this, uh, you know, I guess you could call it aquaculture out here. You know, I mean, we have uh-huh. tuna that tuna, you know, that, that, you know, come from Japan. We have the elephant tuna that come in. We have Dorado that move in from Mexico and, and yellowtail that, that move in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. You go out there and it's not just about fishing. It's about the ocean. It's about, you know, seeing all of this life go on out there and it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So I, I spend a lot of time, uh, usually once a week in the summertime, we go out, um, and uh, spend it. It'll be a 14 to 16 hour day. We'll leave at 4:30 in the morning. We won't get back till, you know, late at night. So all depending on how the fishing does. <laughs> you know, you, you, That's very you cool. could catch a lot. You could couldn't catch. You know, you never know. It's it's, uh, you know, you go where the fish are, and and it's there's signs you have to look for. It's not just uh, you know park your boat here and and drop a line. You know, it's right. it's a real it's. It's, it's hard work, you know. Usually people pass out on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have, you actually get your fish receiver's license too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I had my fish receiver's license. It just, um, you know, was, was expired. But uh, the fish receiver's license, uh, and, and we're going to be working with local fishermen um, here at Encontro that have receiver's uh, license, so, so I don't need to buy one. So what oh, they're okay. going to do is – has received it for me, but these, these guys are, are super, super passionate. You know, um, one of them, one of the fishermen I know, uh, the commercial fisherman, he's a, uh, he's a scientist. The other one's a retired chemist. Um, so these guys are very, very intelligent, uh, and super, super passionate about what they do. Um, you know, to catch these, these fish, you know, uh, I think their biggest bluefin tuna last year was 278 pounds locally here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fish. So they were fishing off the kite. Um, so what they do is they, they have a kite that extends behind the boat. Uh, and then a outrigging system that, that the line goes up and down and, and these, uh, they use like a flying fish, um, lure or jig. Um, and, uh, and these bluefin tuna are amazing. I mean, if you've ever seen this in, uh, these creatures feed in, in real life, it'll stop you uh-huh. in your tracks. Um, they, last year we saw five miles of jumping tuna. You know, they didn't want to bite any hook that we had, but we saw them. And uh, wow. they're, such, they're such beautiful creatures, you know. Um, and when they feed and they splash around and, and uh, you know, it's like National Geographic, really. It's, it's there. I have so much respect for these creatures. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, and the good thing about these local fishermen is they know how to care for the fish. Um, so there's, there's a way to dispatch the fish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to do that quick and humanely. 
So uh, they know right where to get it so the fish doesn't suffer, um, you know, as little as possible. You know, I mean, right. um, so they, and then they put, a, put, put the fish right on ice. So that brings the core temperature of the fish down really quickly uh, instead of, you know, the fish staying on deck, getting dry, getting baked in the sun, you know, so right. the quality, you know where the fish is coming from. So it's, it's like no other fish, um, you know, and it's, and it's local. I mean, you can't get more local than that. Um, most of our fish in San Diego comes from Baja, Mexico. Um, oh, okay. Right now, yeah. Um, but uh, when we get the local fish, you know, the, the storms kind of hurt us right now. You know, there's not a lot of guys fishing. So once the storms right. sub- subside, they'll be back out there, and then we'll have a, the fresh local fish. And, and uh, it is it is like no other, you know, no other fish. It's a very special, special thing that, um, you know, Unique very few people. Right. Yeah, it really is. And it's just unique. I mean, the fresh, uh, fresh yellowtail is some of the best fish I've ever had, you know, and to make uh, ceviche out of it um, or to grill it. So, I mean, it's just, you can do anything with it. And it's super sweet um, and uh, slightly saline you know, I mean, if that's a word. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> so we'll bring the whole fish in and break them down. And, and uh, we've done other things, like we work with uh, Kitchens for Good, so... I brought in a um, 100-pound bluefin tuna last year and uh, showed the kids how to fillet a fish, and, and we did a pokey recipe out of it, um, you know, out of some of it. So it's pretty fascinating to see, you know, a fish that size. Oh, I bet. For these kids to see something that large up close is probably amazing for them. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. It was kitchen, so. Kitchens for Goods. Yeah, it's it's a um, and actually we have a um, an intern that just or sorry an extern that just came in today, um, and it's it's basically people that you know um, got into the wrong uh, got on the wrong side of the tracks uh, and um, you know some of them are are uh, you know been incarcerated or you know but they want to change their life around. Um, so what what Katrina and Katrina's Kitchen does is they they welcome these people and they have to you know. Um, qualify, of course, um, but uh, they're wonderful, wonderful people. They want to change their their life, and they have a passion for cooking. So it's a it's just a win win situation, you know. So we try to help out as much as we can with charities, and, and not saying that that's charity, but um, with helping helping people out. You know, I mean, right. it's it's uh, it makes us uh, you know sort of create this. It, it's a circle, you know. Um, we yeah, were taught. Absolutely. Uh, and, and the best thing for us to do is to teach and for people to learn and, and we learn from them too. So it's, it's a, it's an awesome experience. What's the age group of these, of this group of kids? Um, Anywhere from, yeah, yeah, there's, it's, it's about 20 years difference. You know, um, you'll see some 16 and 17 year old kids all the way up to, you know, 35 to 40 uh, year old. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So pretty wide swath then. Well, that's, that's a good yeah, well, way to you know, yeah, it sure is. Uh, you're going to say something. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, it just sure is. That it, it feels good to help these guys out. So. I bet. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to, um, I'm going to link it up in the show notes so people can get out there and, and, and see those groups and see what's going on there too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also How? do, uh, go ahead. No, you also do what? Go ahead. 
uh, we also have charity nights, you know, speaking about that, charity nights on uh, Tuesday nights. Um, so just recently, um, a gentleman was, was assaulted here in, in North Park, uh, and we did a charity night to try to try to help him. You know, I, he was hit in the head with a hammer, and, uh, and we had a charity night to benefit him and to, to, you know, sort of raise money for him. So we do that every Tuesday, uh, except for last Tuesday since it was Valentine's Day. But we have, um, you know, local charity. So, you know, uh, we try to help out um, the community by, by running these charity nights. And how, how does the how do you raise the money? Is it part of the proceeds from the sale of the food, or do you have some other method of of raising funds for the person? It's twenty five twenty five percent goes to the charity. So uh, when anybody who comes in that night, we automatically donate twenty five percent to that charity. Of their order or the the that evening's revenue. The, the evening's revenue. Revenue. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So that's one of the cool with, things we do. Who came up um, with that? That idea? was uh, John, the owner. He is, um, you know, a super passionate guy. Um, he, uh, you know, he helps out um, with the Special Olympics and um, other events like that. So it's sort of, you know, it started with John and then it parlayed into something bigger. Um, and uh, and that's where we you know because John John donates and you know uh, spends a lot of his time uh, working with with kids and and um, you know again just just helping out. Yeah, that's so. an, that's a that's a really cool that's a really cool idea. That's that's reason enough to go on Tuesday nights to go to the restaurant and take part. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty neat. I like that. It's a good idea. Yeah. How yeah, have we have. Um, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, we also have on on Monday nights. Um, that's pretty fun. Is we have our you know starting at two thirty tonight. We'll have our flip night. So what we'll do is is um, you know you'll come in and order say a beer, and the uh, the server, the bartender, will flip a coin. If you call it in the air, it's just a dollar. Oh, cool. So we do. Yeah, so we do that all night long, and and. Uh, you know, it's just a fun, a fun way to to get everybody to enjoy, you know, Monday nights. So if I flip a coin, I call heads. My beer is only a buck instead of normal price. If it lands on that's heads. right, all night. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The fifty-fifty shot. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I say. <laughs> that's what I say. People don't believe me, but but uh, either way, it's not. It's 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 a lot of fun. You know, it really uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the buzz of the restaurant. Yeah, it's a great way to get people to come in the door. I think it's cool. It's yeah, it sure is. How long have you been in the business? I've been in the business for about 35 years. Oh, wow, long time. Yeah, okay. so I started as a dishwasher on the East Coast, um, drove cross-country and ended up in San Diego um, in 1989, uh, worked in a couple restaurants here, um, at that point, I was uh, given the opportunity to go to any school I wanted to. Um, I had two passions at the time. One was flying um, and one was cooking. Uh, I, my thought was, all right, I'll, you know, I'll go to uh, flight school in Florida, Emory-Riddle, um, uh-huh. and learn how to fly. And then when I did the, the research and, you know, the fact that 
you know, you have to get so many flight hours and, um, right. you know, usually people generally go into mi- the military uh, to get the flight hours. Learn, uh, that right. kind of turned, yeah, kind of turned me off a little bit. So, um, you know, I always cooked and had, you know, I, I enjoyed cooking. Um, so I decided to go to culinary school. So I moved up to San Francisco and uh, went to culinary school up there. Um, and that's when I really fell in love with, uh, cooking and food and wine and, and, uh, everything there is to do with the restaurants. Um, I fell in love with somebody, moved down to LA. Um, the funny thing is she moved back up to San Francisco (laughs) 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 and then I, I, I stayed in LA and, and, uh, you know, helped grow a a company called PF Chang's, um, from six restaurants. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Some people From, are probably familiar with that. Yeah. Well, we can all relate to that, right? Um, yeah. So I helped grow P.F. Chang's from six restaurants to over 200. Uh, you know, flew around the country opening restaurants. Um, they flew us to um, to Canada for, um, you know, to see the, the scallop boats and, you know, to uh, to see where the our you know, products came from, you know, as part of the, you know, building contracts with, with the company, you know, I introduced oh, okay. large, large, you know, as, as a chef partner, um, I, uh, you know, helped introduce companies like Clearwater and uh, a couple other companies to BF Chang so that now are, are benefiting huge. And then, uh, but the thing was, is, you know, I, I, I love to cook um, and I didn't love to cook just one thing. So, you know, I moved on from there and, and worked at a restaurant called Bukita Louie, um, which is, uh, was rated the number one busiest restaurant in California and the 13th in the country just recently. Um, so that, yeah, that was a, a fun, fun little project. Um, yeah. And then I moved, um, moved back down to San Diego. My sister lives down here and she's sort of, you know, super close to me. So, um, you know, I moved down to San Diego to be close to her, and and uh, and you know, here I am. I was the corporate chef for three different restaurants, which I managed over 25 restaurants here in San Diego. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just decided that I I just wanted to really just fish and not deal with the drama. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, John approached me, um, and uh, and. So from then on, um, that's it. You know, I'm here. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm going to swing back to something personal we were talking before we hit the record button um, about your the the restaurant's dog friendly and stuff. You said you mentioned that the dog saved your life when you were younger. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I was I was about eight years old, and I was in Vermont. Um, and in Vermont, they have these huge sand sand quarries. You know, they don't use salt oh. on the roads uh-huh. in the in the winter time. They use sand uh, as an aggregate. Um, you know, to stop the the tires from slipping. So um, we were as kids. You know, we were at this sand quarry, and the the um, the mountains were. Uh, like 75 feet tall and they were just straight sheer mountains and we were throwing rocks at the bottom of the mountains. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was, I was the scared one that I would always run away and our dogs were on top barking at us. Um, and, uh, you know, hold on, let me just one second. I'm sorry. 
I just turned on the, the music, so. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, you we'll to... Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we were throwing rocks at the bottom of the sand quarry, and, uh, you know, I kept on running away, and I said, oh, this time I'm going to stand up to it. And we threw, somebody threw a big rock at the, you know, sand wall, and, uh, and then it caved in on me and buried me alive. And uh, all, all, yeah, I know, uh, all of my family ran away. And, um, and, uh, they're like, you know, a minute later, they're like, where's Jay? And, uh, you know, they looked over and the dog was, was digging me up. The dog had seen me fall backwards and, uh, and basically unburied me. And then they, they ran over and they pulled me out of the the sand. Um, so yeah. So, um, we didn't tell my mother until about 15 years later. (laughs) Smart kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but it, oh, yeah. Goodness. So it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, one of those, I got nine lives and that was one of them. So <laughs> no doubt. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. And I, I rescue dogs. I have, um, you know, a, a, uh, Mastiff, um, some, some think, uh, boxer Mastiff mix right now. And, and I've had her for about, uh, 10 years and she got diagnosed, um, a year ago with a brain tumor and was given, uh, you know, six months to live. Uh, and she's, and again, that's about a year ago and she's, um, you know, I swear she lives off life right now, you know, off love. Um, because she just, you know, she's, she's doing great, you know, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they're, they're they're harder fighters. I think than anybody gives them credit for. They're oh, absolutely. Hard. You know, and, and it's yeah. and it's they it, they're very instinctual. You know. Um, yeah. So she knows she knows that she's dearly loved, and we hug her every single night and <laughs> and play with her, and you know, even though she she struggles, um, you know, on a daily basis, but you know, her quality of life is still wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I got a couple. Um, standard questions that I like to ask the chefs and you did not get these. So the challenge question, I usually have a little challenge question. So it may be a little bit of a, it, a real challenge for you since you don't know what's coming, but it won't be too bad. But the first one I want to ask is other than a sharp knife, what kitchen tool can you not live with and why? Uh, my spoon, <laughs> okay. my plating spoon. It's, it's a uh, great coon spoon. Um, and uh, spoon? I'm sorry. It's a gray Coons. It's the maker. Um, it's very, you know, um, if you go online, you can get them on Amazon.com. Um, and, uh, you know, the spoon stays with me. It, it does just about every, you know, it scoops the squash. It's, you know, it, uh, it helps me plate sauces. It's, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's perfect for avocado. So if I was, if I was to recommend um, anybody to get a spoon for cooking, um, uh-huh. I know it sounds I know it sounds funny, but uh, it comes in super handy. You know, it's it's hard enough that we'll crack, crack a lobster claw, uh, wow. but yet I, c- I can plate some of the most delicate sauces with it. Is Gray Coons spoon is a brand? Coons, yeah, K O O N uh, Z, I believe. Coons. Okay. Well. Yeah. You can you can uh, if you just Google it on on uh, Amazon.com, you can or or search for it on Amazon.com. It'll come up. So okay. they have a couple different kinds. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. 
Um, what advice or warnings would you give a new culinary school graduate? Um, just be humble, um, you know, because I think that, you know, when you're packed with that much knowledge, you think you know it all, but you really don't. Um, mm. You know, I've been in this business for 35 years, and I still learn every single day. Um, you know, so to be humble to the practice, to respect, um, you know, what you're doing, to, to, you know, to pay attention, um, uh, and, uh, you know, just to really respect the, the animals. Gotcha. Love it. That's awesome. If you had to choose three herbs or spices for the next year, what would they be? And salt and pepper don't count. Oh, you took them away from me, didn't you? Um, <laughs> I take them away from well, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, that's a good question. You know, I, I love paprika, smoked paprika. Um, there are a couple spices that, that um, like, you know, that I've just been playing around with just recently, which is Worcestershire powder. Um, you know, we're just playing around with different seasonings for our burgers. And then uh, porcini powder. So wow. I'll, I'll call them spices because they're sort of used as spices, but they're not really spices. But uh, those are three of my, my favorite right now. And the last one was porcini powder, like the mushroom porcini? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that sort of gives, like, if you put that with a little bit of um, Worcestershire powder, garlic powder, garlic, uh, sorry, onion powder, um, and if you put that uh, on a burger, it really gives it that umami flavor. Oh, interesting. Oh, I don't even think I've seen that in the store, really. No, you can't get it in the store. You, some, sometimes you can get porcini powder, but Worcestershire powder you have to order online, and, and uh, garlic and onion powder, you know, is safe. Yeah, that's um, but, uh, you know, Worcestershire powder and porcini powder, it's easier just to get online. Yeah. Um, we talked about your adopted father, George Burns, or Gene Burns, sorry, Gene Burns earlier. What was the best uh -huh. lesson he ever taught you? Um, well, you know, he, he uh, you know, I was, I was talking to him one day and, and uh, you know, I, I, um, I wouldn't say I was complaining, but I was venting to him, you know, about just something. Um, and he said, you know, uh, the person who has no shoes uh, really doesn't understand the full picture until he meets the guy with no feet. So um, it really put me into perspective of um, sort of respect and life. Uh, he also had a saying that was kind of cool where, you know, the grass might look greener on the other side of the fence but the water bill sometimes is a little higher, <laughs> you know? Awesome. So yeah, those are two things that will, that will stay with me forever. And, and, uh, you know, um, sometimes I have to reflect on those and, and, uh, you know, he was a wonderful person. He had many, many sayings and, uh, he was a talker. He knew, he knew a lot of people, um, personally like Julia Child. Um, you know, I remember what time we went up to Napa Valley to go, um, you know, tour the, the valley, and we stopped in to the Mondavis, and, you know, um, we met Margaret Beaver, and Margaret Beaver is a, you know, Margaret Mondavi, Mar Margaret Beaver is a uh, um, really good friend with Jean, and she took us out to Stars Oakville at the time, and uh, this is a long time ago, but, uh, you know, it was very, very memorable. Oh, very cool. So, 
Very, yeah. very cool. All right. Um, I know you got to get going. I've got a one challenge question, then I'll then we'll say goodbye and we'll figure out, or you'll let us know how to get in touch with you. But this is my little challenge question. You receive a request to cater a dinner party for 25 guests, and the budget's only $500, about $20 a person. Then you have to include two hors d'oeuvres, two entrees, and a dessert. What would you create? Okay. Um, well, you know, I, I really have to cater around towards what the people, um, you know, uh, I look for, uh, you know, you have to ask questions about the people, you know, you can't just throw a menu out there. Um, right. now if they want, if they want something, uh, higher end, then we would do, um, you know, the hors d'oeuvres, maybe we would do, uh, you know, something past, um, so something that I always love to do is, is uh, you know, like something to do with fish, whether it's a ceviche on a chip, you know, something simple but yet flavorful, or a po- uh, pokey, um, ahi pokey, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, so that would be something, you know, but it, it really depends on what the people people want. Um, right. You know, uh, you know, some. It, 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 there's not a right or wrong answer for that question. It's a good challenge question not. on your half. Um, Thank you. But it's really finding out what the people want to eat. You know, um, if they're vegetarians, I would absolutely have a different menu for them. Maybe we do, you know, an asparagus with, you know, a Parmesan uh, on a crostini, um, you know, something like that. Um, you know, uh, try to keep it very approachable um, and mm-hmm. simple. You know, um, I wouldn't want to, really experiment on people. So I would do something I've already done before. Um, you know, I wouldn't do something that, uh, I haven't done because, you know, if it's a flop, it's a flop and that's not good. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, on ent- entrees, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all depending, you know, I mean, uh, if the people want rabbit, we would do rabbit. Um, if, if they wanted, uh, something more rustic, like a short rib, we would do a short rib. Um, you know, I would try to do, uh, again, sneak some fish in there and, and really, um, you know, promote the local fish that we have because um, mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about it. Um, and it tastes different than, you know, it, it's very unique and and delicious and clean. Um, for dessert, I always, my, my favorite dessert is, is obviously, you know, like creme brulee is a good one. Um, but I really like doing uh, a budino, which is a, a very um, classic Italian dessert. It's like a butterscotch uh, custard, um, but richer um, with a salted caramel top. Oh, okay. Um, Sounds delicious. And, uh, yeah, and then chocolate, you know, um, I like to throw chocolate in there. Um, chocolate's fun to play with. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, another option. Awesome. You've made you survived the challenge question. Nice job. All right, all right. Do I win a prize now? <laughs> <laughs> um, how can we get in touch with you or in touch with the restaurant? Well, the restaurant's located at uh, 31st and sorry, sorry, 30th University, right here. Um, I'd say it's pretty much in the the, the busiest corner here in North Park. Um, and uh, I'm here usually five to six days a week, um, but typically my days off are Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, okay. and, uh, you know, I'm here all day, all night on the days that I'm here. So, um, anybody can 
come in and say hi to me. Um, you know, I like to come out and interact with the guests now and again. Um, but usually I'm working in the kitchen pretty diligently. <laughs> Do you have any um, social media tags for yourself or for the restaurant? I, I don't, uh, but in Contra North Park has a Facebook, um, and we have Instagram as well. I'm sorry, Facebook and what? And Instagram. Instagram, okay. Yeah, I have my own Facebook, so if people want to, you know, um, see pictures of the fish that we've caught and served in the restaurant or some of the dishes that we create, um, I have it yeah. on my Facebook uh, page. So if they want to just, you know, um, request me as a friend, I'd be happy to, re- you know, put them on the request. Do they, and Do they just search on Jason Hoskins? Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, Chef, I really appreciate right. you joining me today. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. And have Absolutely. a great Absolutely, and thank, thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, My pleasure. You know, we look, look, look forward to seeing you here in the future. Excellent. We look forward to being there as well. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be sure to visit us at AOAchef.com for all the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at AOA Chef. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.